Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Rebuild, restore, revive. revive. That's right. That's what the theme is this year, the word of the year. And it's all out of Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 3, where the Bible says, I am doing a good work. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm doing a great work. Because the kingdom of God is a great work. It's not called the good commission. It's called the great commission. We don't serve a good God, just a good God. We serve a great God. That's right. And a great God wants a great church to be built. And when we talk about the church, we're not just talking about the building. We're talking about the people. And so we're talking about rebuild, restore, revive this year. It's going to be a year we're going to ask God to rebuild, restore, and revive. So many people are like the broken walls that Nehemiah had to rebuild. And we believe this year is going to be a year that we're going to see God restore. We're going to go from ruins to revival in Jesus' Come name. Come on. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Well, tonight, um, like I told you, my wife and I, to kick off the first Wednesday, normally we do our Bible study on Wednesday, and we're in the book of Galatians. We're just pivoting here um, tonight, and uh, we're, we're talking about how to have a new year. A lot of us been through some things in 2020. Did you go through anything in 2020? Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we went through a lot. She's being facetious. We went through a lot of 20. All of us have. And so we want to talk about how to truly have a new year. And I want you to get your pen out your notebook out, get the kids around the TV, turn off the news. You've already seen enough of it. Get the Word of God now. Let's get God's good news in our heart. And I want to talk to you about how to truly have a new year. Like you already mentioned, is so often just, be, just because the date changed doesn't mean anything changes. If your mindset don't change, ain't nothing going to change. And so many people are just having the same year with a different date, but I believe God wants to do something special. Amen. Now, before I do jump into the message, here's what I need you to do to be a part, to partner with my wife and I so that we can reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're watching on Facebook, press the share button. It's right there in the lower right-hand corner on your phone, on your desktop, and just press the share button. Invite all your friends on Facebook, and they can hear God's word. We had someone actually say that they stumped today in our office uh, meeting for the year. They told us that somebody was just on YouTube, and they actually typed in sad songs, and when they tap, typed in sad songs, somehow the service came on. I don't know why. Maybe we're singing a sad song. Anyway, so they said that our service came on. It was the Lord. That's right. And they were for Florida. They jumped onto the service. The power of God hit them. Then they joined an online connect group. Now they're in community and they're being encouraged. Come on, give God Come glory on. for that. That's powerful. Yes, so it is. All that can happen. You press that share button and uh, let's invite people to church. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, grab the link, text to a friend, and let's get into God's word. And then I'm going to say is that next Wednesday and the following Wednesdays, we have our revival nights. Get ready. Nights. That's get right. ready, get ready, it's get be ready. Powerful. So you can worship with us online or in person at our Freedom House, at our Fullerton campus. Begins next Wednesday. And the following Wednesdays, we have some guest speakers that are coming. I'll talk to you more about that. It's going to be powerful. That's right. Have a seat. Yes. Let's get into tonight's message. And let's talk about tonight how to have a new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, honey. Happy New Year to you, too. God is good. I have a new year with the same wife. That's right. I love it. Yes. May that be every year. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hallelujah. It's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. Let's go to another level. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Hallelujah. And favor with the Lord. Hallelujah. A great thing. That's right. Let's talk about how to have a new year. My wife and I are going to tag team it. Yep. Let's Here do it. <laughs> so talk about a new year. Now, the subject we're going to talk about tonight 
Let's read the verse and then I'll break it down. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19 will serve um, as our text tonight. And then I'll read 2 Peter here. But um, Pastor Marie, would you read for us Isaiah chapter, you got it right here, right? Isaiah chapter 40. Oh, there it is. Can you see that or no? I can see. I actually have Perfect. context now. Praise yes, God. I have contact lens so I can see everything. Go it's wonderful. It. Okay. And then actually before the team, could you bring the television? That way we can see everybody's comments and all that stuff. So let's make there sure we go. got that up. Let's go for it. Read it. Just verse 19, yes? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. The Bible says that God is doing a new and thing. And streams in the wastelands. That's right. There's one more sentence. <laughs> God is making a way. See, the Bible says, see, I'm doing... Not, I want you to notice that God didn't say he's doing an old thing. What is God doing? What is he doing? A new Come on, thing. I want you to type in new thing in the comment section. He says, I'm doing a new thing. Not an old thing, but a new thing. Right. And he says, he says, he'll make a way in the wilderness and streams mm. in the wasteland. Someone say, way in the wilderness. Way in the wilderness. And streams in the wasteland. Streams in the wasteland. We want God to make a way and we want him to uh, create a stream that would funnel, uh, fuel our lives. And when he makes a way... He's the way maker in Jesus' name. Yes. Now, tonight we're going to talk about what would hinder that new thing. Mm. Like I mentioned, so many people are not having a new year, and I want to prepare you on the first Wednesday about how to have a new year, but so many people don't have a new year. Now, why don't they have a new year? Mm. I'm going to give you the answer right now. It's usually because of habits, bad habits that yeah. hinder them or yeah. stop them from stepping into a new thing in the new year. Now, I want to read you 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 22. We're going to have Bible study tonight. i got a lot of verses for you, so you're taking notes. Write this down. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 through 22. Peter, remember, Peter was one of the 12 disciples who walked with Jesus. And remember that Peter denied Jesus, and Peter had a bad habit of always putting his foot in his mouth. Anybody have a bad habit of doing that, okay? But don't Peter, raise your don't, hand. Don't raise your hand. That's right. Peter had a bad habit and don't of point. speaking out of turn. And so... Peter knew a little bit about breaking habits and breaking strongholds, and this is what he writes. He says that if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing the Lord. Actually, let's put that in the New Living Translation, if you can, for me, team. New Living Translation. I'll put it here. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 and 22. It says, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up again... It says, entangled up and enslaved in sin again, New Living says, they are worse off than before, the Bible says. Verse 21, if it would have been better for they had never known the way of righteousness than to know it and reject the command they were given to live a holy life. Uh, if you could put that in New Living Translation team again, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 22, 22, it says that when somebody comes to know Jesus and they go back to their old life, the scripture says that they are worse off than before. Remember, Jesus talked about this when he said that when somebody, when somebody follows God but they go away, that a demon, seven more demons come and attack that person. And the point of the, point of the scripture is this, that when you fall off the wagon, have you realized it's, it's so hard to get back on track? Like when you're on a groove, you're going for it, but when you fall off, it's hard to get back on track. And so the Bible's saying that this is a difficult thing. Of course, it's saying it's difficult, but we got the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome this difficulty. Yes. But watch verse 22. Then Peter's going to quote a proverb that is in the book of Proverbs written by Solomon. And this is what it's like for someone that goes back to habits or old habits. It says, of them, he says, the proof of the truth of this proverb is this. It says in verse 22, as a dog returns to its vomit, 
It says that's how it is, the person that goes back. And another says, as a washed pig returns to its mud. I know, say disgusting. That's disgusting, a dog eating its own vomit. Well, the Bible says that's what it's like when someone goes back to their old sin or to their old habits. We want to break those things in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you tonight about how to have a new year. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Tonight, we're going to learn how to have a new year. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody says amen. amen. And amen, so good. All right, we got our TV up. So if you're with us, let us know who's with us. Who we got here? We got D Castillo. Who we got? Sharon Hernandez. We got uh, Max. We got Janet Yolanda. New thing. That's right. We got Soul. Who we got? Angelica Gonzalez. Monique Sanchez on Facebook. Desiree Ornelas. Richard, come on, everybody. It's good to see everybody. Melissa Davies. Stephanie Rodriguez. What's happening? We love you guys. God is good all the time. That's right. Let's talk about tonight how to have a new year. Now, the book of Isaiah, let me just start by saying this. I always love giving context. Is the book of Isaiah is a prophetic book. The word prophecy means the foretelling of future events. And Isaiah is a prophet speaking to the future. And I'll just say this. I I always talk about friendships because friendships are so important to your life. Friends will either make you or break you. Friends are like elevators. They'll either take you up or bring you down. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure some of you are like, I need some new friends. Maybe you do. Get into a Zoot group or get into a a Connect group. You got some great friends at Freedom House. But friends will take you up or take you down. And it's so important that when you are walking with God that you have prophetic friends. In other words, friends that can speak to your future not always keep you to your past. Mm. You need friends that, that see you for who you're becoming, not who you've always been. And, and these are the people you need to get around your life. And that's why it's important to have godly friends, Christian friends. You know, at Freedom House, these are prophetic friends. And I'll just say this. Every time you come to Freedom House, I'm always preaching to who you're becoming. Yes. yes, I want you to get healed of who you've been, but my role in our job is to get you to understand the person that God is trying to make you into. That's right. And that's why the Bible is a prophetic book. I've always said this. Yes, God wants to deal with your past, but he wants to design and create your future. And the reason why we serve God is because where I'm headed, not where I've been, okay? I'm serving God because I'm headed to heaven. I'm serving God because I'm headed into his goodness. I'm serving God because I'm headed into his peace, his prosperity. I'm headed into the breakthrough, not a breakdown. Say amen. Amen. I'm headed to one day be with Jesus. So the Bible's speaking to our future, and Isaiah the prophet communicates this statement in verse 19. He tells the nation of Israel, who again, context, the nation of Israel had been in captivity of the Babylonians, and they began to lose hope. And what what God began to tell the nation of Israel, he says, I want you to know that even though you're in captivity or you are being attacked from every angle, he says, I want you to know I am doing a new thing. Mm. But the way the scripture writes it, is he says in, in Isaiah 43 and 19, if you can put that on the back screen team, I'd love you forever today. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing. But he asked this question. He says, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? So the way he communicates that he wants to do something new is by communicating a choice. Mm. That you and I, honey, we have a choice to either commit to the new thing mm-hmm. or always live in the old thing. How should we commit to the new thing? Well, I think it's a matter of perspective because committing to the new thing is gonna have its own difficulties and hard road, 
But committing to the past as well, staying in the past, that's, that's, I think, even more difficult. I think that's even harder life to live in your past rather than pursue your future, to live uh, you know, in yesterday and, and guilt and shame rather than living in your future and your destiny and your purpose. Both have their own obstacles. Both are hard. Both is a, is a difficult road, but you get to choose which side of the difficulty you want to be on. So if you're going to go through 2021, again, the same person that you were last year or with the same mindset or with the same issues, then you know what? You're going to have the difficulties that came along with that. But if you're going to press through and you're going to say, I am going to become, this is who I want to be. This is the things that I want to get healed from. This is what I want the Lord to strip from me. This is what I want the Lord to heal me of and to reveal to me. That's going to be also a road with its own difficulties. But let me tell you, one sets you behind and the other one catapults you forward. And we're left, that's what I love about January, is that I love that the word new is in there. <laughs> or, or not the word new, but it, it sounds like Jan new, new area. You know, it has that, that sound in it because it really is something fresh and something new. And what December to January does, even though we're walking in as the same person, I mean, nothing changed from yesterday to, the, to today much other than that we aged a day, is that uh, we are... Are pushed or into gained a few pounds or gained Christmas. a few pounds. <laughs> Just kidding. That's true. Why'd you have to go there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were having a good time right now. <laughs> Amen. But we are faced with those things. But the thing that the, the difference between December and January, December to January versus, you know, February to March or whatnot is that December pushes us to confront ourselves into pressing the reset button or evaluating ourselves in a way that June or July didn't. And that's the beauty of December. That's the beauty of a calendar year is that we get the opportunity to reflect, reflect and say, okay, January to December, this is what happened. This is who I was. Do I want to enter into this new year the same way or do I want God to do something new? That's right. And so I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, I want you to put choice, old thing versus new thing. Old thing versus new thing. So God is telling Israel, he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. So which one is God working on, the old thing or the new thing? The new thing. He says, I'm working on the new thing. God wants us the same as to begin to work on the new things God wants to do in our lives. And what he's asking his people is he's saying, I want you to focus not on your present reality, but on the promises that are coming. I want you to focus on God's commitment of where he's taking us, not necessarily where we've been. Now, again, not to say we're not going to learn stuff from 2020, but we're going to look at 20, 2021 and say, you know what, God, I'm believing you for a new thing. Let me just prophesy. Amen. Let me help you pray right Amen. now. I want yeah. you to begin to declare and say, God, 2021 is going to be a new year with new fresh opportunities, new miracles, new salvations, yes. a new changed heart, a new mentality. I want you to begin to pray that, God, give me a new heart and a new spirit. Give me a, give me a new worship to you. Amen. Give me a new song. Give me a new purity. Give me a new revelation. Give me a new idea. God, get me into a new dimension. Take me to a new place. God, just do a fresh work in my life. God, put a a new fresh love in my marriage. So let's believe God for the new thing in Jesus' name. So we want to do something new. Now, what holds back the new thing, and I want you to write this down, is bad habits. Mm. So if you're going to have a new year, You've got to break bad habits. Here's your first point. Write this down. Well, how do you have a new year, Pastor Josiah? Here's how. Point number one, write this down, is you've got to break bad habits. Mm. You have got to break bad habits. In other words, you've got to decide, I'm not going to go to those default settings that put me back to the old me. 
Because if I'm going to be committed to the new, uh, the new thing God wants to do in my life, then I've got to break bad habits. Anybody have any bad habits? Biting your nails. I'm just joking. Uh-oh. I'm talking about real bad habits, all right? I'm talking about habits, bad habits maybe with your mouth. Maybe bad habits with your life. I'm talking about bad habits that, uh, that have put you in a, in a season of a stronghold. Mm. You see, there's, there's two levels. There's, the first level is sin. Mm-hmm. But the danger of, of habitual sin or ha- sins that become bad habits is that sin turns into a stronghold. Mm. And a stronghold is the manifestation of a bad habit of going back to a certain type of sin. And that right. sin cycle turns into a stronghold that holds you back yeah. from the new thing God wants yeah. to bring into your marriage, your life, your mind, your spirit, your soul, your worship, your calling, your purpose. And I've got to learn to break these bad habits. I call them self-defeating habits. Now, perhaps you got bad habits like, like gossip. I'm going to talk about them. Come on now. You're like, I don't gossip. I just talk about other people's business. That's gossip. Okay. Maybe you got a bad habit of, of being negative. And I'm not just talking about being a negative Nancy. If your name's Nancy, I'm not picking on you. Um, but, you know, being negative in the sense of doubt. You're the doubting person all the time. Where you're, you're always throwing shade on people. You're always throwing shade like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I just want to be the voice of caution. No, you're being negative, okay? It's like, it's like maybe you're, you have a bad habit of being negative. Maybe you have a bad habit of, of always cursing. You know, you always say bad words. I'm getting up in somebody's business right now. You know, you just have a bad habit of you're like, I don't know why. But, you know, blah, 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 blah. You're like, man, you kiss your mom with that mouth? Come on. You know what I mean? And so you, maybe you've got a bad habit of overspending. You always find yourself in a debt cycle. You know, you're, you don't get out of debt. You're getting more and more debt. And the Bible says that a borrower, book of Proverbs, the borrower is a slave to the lender. Right. And you're never able to save. You're never able to get out of debt. You can't make, you, you don't make decisions. Your debt makes decisions for you. Wow. You know, yeah, maybe you overeat. Come on, somebody. Right? Lord, help, help us. us Lord. Maybe, here's another bad habit. Maybe you're always late. Okay, and you're late um, in your physical life, but also your spiritual life. You're late in obeying God. You don't mm. obey Him right away, wow. and and this, uh, this might be a spiritual, a physical manifestation of a, a spiritual truth that you're just late in obeying God, and so you miss the uh, opportunities of where God wants to take you. Maybe you're always complaining. Maybe you're always critical. Maybe you're always argumentative. Maybe you have a bad habit of being messy, a bad habit of being depressed, a gloomy. Maybe you have a bad habit of being lazy. Hallelujah, okay? Maybe you have a bad habit of procrastination. Maybe a bad habit of talking too much. A bad habit of not talking enough. Maybe, maybe you never know all these things, but God wants you to break this so yes. that we can see yes. what God has for us. Our culture yes. has a lot of gifted people that are controlled by bad habits. Mm. I'll say it again. That's the so people, good. the church, yeah. let me say that, yeah. our church, the church, not talking so about just true. Freedom House, but the church so has true. a lot of talented people that are controlled by bad habits. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I call it, write this down, the redemptive potential. Redemptive potential. Every person has redemptive potential. The book of, uh, pro, uh, okay, I'm just rolling. I better let you in on this conversation. No, 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 no. You keep going. Philippians going. says, uh-huh. work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It didn't say work for, it said work out. Your, your self, when God saved you, yeah. the Bible says work it out because there, it's like a muscle. 
the more you work it out, that muscle has potential to have a tricep, a bicep. It has potential. Your, your muscle has potential. Your salvation, when God saved you, there is a redemptive potential that God saved you for a purpose and on purpose. And God wants you to realize that redemptive potential. And there are so many people that go to the grave with so much redemptive potential that was hindered by, yeah. by self-defeating, uh, you know, bad habits that became strongholds. And you go and, and you're so talented. Some of you, listen, you can organize the church. Some of you, you can sing. You, some of you, you, you are talented. Some of you can teach in the kids' church. Some of you, you can be involved in our student ministry. Some of you, you can, you can begin to organize our conference. Some of you, you can help us with how to grow people in their walk with God. Some of you, you can, you can begin to witness. But you're so talented, wow. but you're hindered by your bad habits. Mm. Help mm. us, Lord. Some of you, come on, somebody. So we're going to break these bad habits in the name of Jesus. Paul battled this. Let me, let me just, uh, you know, emphasize, build attention here. Romans chapter 7 and verse 15. Paul, Paul said this in New Living Translation, just so you feel that you're not alone. Paul said this. I want you to read it for us, honey. I don't really understand myself. For what I want to do, what is, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Ouch. You ever feel that way? <laughs> right? I love how he says, he says, you know, I don't understand myself. Paul's like, I want to do what's right, and then I don't do it, and I don't do I don't want to do it. And he's like, I'm so confused. I'm so perplexed. And oftentimes, we feel that way. What is the answer? Romans 7.25. Here it is. He says, thank God. Uh, put it in Romans. He says, thank God the answer is in who? Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ our, our Lord. Lord. So where is our answer? In Jesus, Jesus. How do we break bad habits? Well, number one, you've got to be committed to breaking it. And you've got to start praying. You, if you don't identify that as a bad habit, then you yeah. learn to live with that bad habit. Yes. So yes. you think it's normal. Oh, it's just normal, you know. Mm -hmm. That's just the way I am. You know, it's just the way I was raised. I'm negative. It's just the way I am, you know. It's just, right. and, and we believe the lie that somehow we will step into the new thing God wants us mm -hmm. with these bad habits. Or, go ahead. I think a lot of times the danger is what we define as normal. I think sometimes we're raised in toxic homes and toxic parenting or toxic environments where, uh, you know, maybe it was chaotic, abusive, um, neglectful, whatever it was, we can walk into our adult life, our, our young adult life, our, our uh, you know, older life, our grandparent years or whatnot, thinking that this has been normal all the way along. But what we have to do is we have to identify what we thought was normal as abnormal and confront the things from our past, confront the old patterns of the past so that we're able to say, you know what, that wasn't normal, that wasn't right, and I'm going to create a new method yes. of retracting those things that aren't good. Like, you know, there's some, some parents that you know that they uh, they were never said told as a child that they uh, their parents love them and they think that it's normal that you know you grow older and you have your own children and you don't tell your own son or daughter that you love them not because you don't love them but because you never saw that in the home you never received that yourself but that is normal to you that's not normal that's not the way our father in heaven wants you to communicate to your children here on earth our God is a God of love and that's a habit that needs to be broken that's a stronghold that needs to be broken but as long as you keep receiving it making excuses for it and pardoning it as normal, then you're never going to be able to identify it as a bad habit or a stronghold to defeat it in the first place. So this first step is identifying and, and challenging your normal. I would say you need to challenge your normal because you can have a beautiful heart and bad habits and your bad habits could never supersede or minister to your beautiful heart.
So good. And that's so true in every area, you know. And, and again, that's why we need to make sure that we recognize these things and yes, break them. Yes, identifying them is identify. so vital. Yeah. In I mean, how do we defeat the enemy? We defeat them also uh, by identifying the enemy. I rebuke you, you spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of suicide. Once you begin to name those things, you're able to sharpshoot and yeah. say, this is the enemy that I am facing right now, and I send you back in Jesus' name. And there's an authority in identity. So good. So if you're watching right now, you're taking notes, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down what bad habits you want to see break in 2021. Write them down. You got, you, the only way you break them is by identifying them. Now, if they're personal, then just, you know, kind of put a code word, you know, or something. But, you know, in other words, it's something like, I don't want anybody to read this. You know what I'm saying? So put something there. But you have to identify. You got to say, man, this is, this is not yes. right. Yes. Yes. This is stopping me from my new thing. This is stopping me from God doing a great work in my life that I, it's stopping me. It's hindering me. And I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. We're yes. going to break this in the name of Jesus Christ right. so that we can do this and step into who God wants us to be. So that is a very, very important thing. Yes. Uh, we need it. How do we break it? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. The Bible says that this high priest of ours understands our weakness. So Jesus already knows. He says, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Verse 16 says, so let us come boldly, the Bible says, to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Okay, Amen. that's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. So yes, you've got to come yes. to Jesus boldly. Come to him boldly. Don't come to him, you know, timidly. Now, when the Bible says boldly, it doesn't mean like, I'm here what boldly means is you come with confidence, knowing that God understands you. He knows what you're going through, and he wants to help you uh, repent and to get Amen. right with him. Yes. So we've got to recognize that. Now, how do we, um, you know, break, break bad habits? Here's a very practical way, is bad habits are formed because you're attached to something. Um, some of you, a, 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 you know, you have a, a bad habit of just going out with the wrong people. Amen. Okay. You have a bad habit of just, you, what happens is you're building attachment to things that are not benefiting your life. You have to break those attachments. You have to break those things in your life. So the power of your, your life is to attach to other things. So how do you break a bad habit is you've got to attach your word to some, attach your life to something greater. Attach your life to God's love. Attach yes. your life to God's word. You've got to find new habits to break those ones. So um, you've got to attach your word to God's house. You know, you've got to attach your life uh, to, to this, you know, to a Bible study. You've got to attach your life to prayer. You've got to attach your life to fasting. We're going to be going on a fast here this Sunday. So in order to break one thing, you've got to attach to something yes. greater. And the biggest thing you've got to attach yourself is to Jesus Christ. Because where he is, the Amen. glory and the power of God will be in your life. You want to You know, that? a lot of habits, a lot of bad habits are, are uh, addictions that, um, honestly, I was just uh, reading up about this, that they release a hormone called dopamine. And dopamine is like uh, the, the hormone that, that uh, makes you happy, fulfills you in a certain way. Um, you feel uh, almost accomplished or you feel better about yourself or it's just it's, it's the feel-good hormone. And uh, people go into pornography. They go into, um, uh, you know, drugs or alcohol because it releases that hormone into their bodies and it allows them to feel that moment of, of, of that release and that um, almost pleasure and, and 
and, and um, almost like a, like a healing moment for them, happiness. But did you know, did you know that if you play, and this is, they said in the, in the article or in the study, it said music, that if you play music that gives you the chills, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, to say this, if you put on worship that edifies and exalts the name of the Lord above every other thing, according to this study, dopamine is released 9% more in your brain. And if you pray, they say meditate, but if you pray for an hour, I'm not telling you to pray for an hour. I'm just saying, based on the study, if you pray for... I'm telling for, you to pray for an hour. Amen. Pray for an hour. Yes, yes, yes. I just don't want to put a mandate on anybody that, you know, work joking, your way up. Five minutes, yeah, 10 pray. minutes, 15 minutes. Praise the Lord. All right. New goals for the year, 2021. But if you prayed for an hour or more, it released 64% more of that hormone into your body. What does that mean? That means that when you begin to lift up the name of the Lord, when you begin, because you can't just take bad habits away and not replace it with anything. You got to take bad habits out and replace it because you have to have a foundation of something. Some of us have built our life on bad habits, on bad ways, on old theologies, on old, you know, labels and statements. You know, you, you still call yourself Choco. You still call yourself, you know, all these old names. No, 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 no. You, you built your life on that. But when God begins to confront those things and change those things, you have to replace it with more of him, more of his identity and who he says that you are. You can't just leave yourself bare. That's how you break down when you have nothing else to cling to. You have to, as, as Ruth clung to Naomi, we have to cling to the things of Jesus and say, God, okay, if I'm releasing those things, so now who am I? Who is the new me? Who is this person? Who is this new, cre new creation that is walking out of those bad old ways and into these new uh, uh, helpful ways? Yes, I used to search for those old things for fulfillment, but there is a better way praying. We're starting our 21-day fast. I want to encourage you, if you're not in the 21-day fast, it starts the, this Sunday. Get on the 21-day fast. I actually can't wait because I have some things that I am believing God for, for myself, for my family, for my body, my health, for my church, for the people that are uh, about yet to come into this church. I'm believing God for some big things so that 21-day fast is going to be powerful. I want you to be a part of it. If you want breakthrough, healing, signs, wonders, and miracles in your life, Get on that fast and it, uh, put on that worship. I've been playing worship in the house. My children are saying, this is my favorite song. When a song comes on, the power of God flows through my house. There is joy and laughter in my home. I'm telling you, when you begin to replace those old ways and old habits, not sitting down and watching Netflix all day, but putting on worship, reading your word, praying and thanking God for all that he is, all that he's done, all that he's doing and all that he's going to do, I'm telling you, that's when you experience the shift and the change in your life. Amen? And the church said, amen. amen. Come on. <laughs> Second thing, how do we have a new year? We're talking about breaking these bad habits that get us to the old us. Write this down. Point number two is you got to stop making excuses for the bad habit. Come on, help us, Lord. Stop making excuses. Stop saying, well, right. you know, it's just, it's just the way I... No, no, you got to stop making... So denial will always keep you in that place. So you got to break yeah. denial, and you got to know what's hindering your life. you got to know 
that this is something that's weighing you down, this is something that's hindering you, this is something that's not benefiting you, this is something that's causing you to sin, this is something that's causing you to be in disobedience to God, this is something that's causing you to go uh, literally to hell, this is something that's causing hell to come into your life, and you've got to identify, and I'm not going to make excuses for it, I'm not going to permit it, I'm going to break it, and I'm going to recognize that it's not for my life. So you've got to stop denying, listen to me, Stop denying what you know is true. It's not helping you. It's making you be disobedient to God. And the only way to freedom is authenticity and truth. Jesus said in John 8, 32, what did he say? He said, then you will know the truth and the truth will do what? Set Set you you free. free. Well, the truth is not just, you know, it's not the opposite of lying. The truth is knowing Jesus and I believe that when we go to the prayer room, Jesus is the greatest revealer of truth to us. Mm. That God shows you. I know God talks to you. That's why some people are so afraid of prayer. It's because well, we go to prayer, God begins to speak to me. Yeah, he mm. tells you that because he loves you just the way you are, but he loves you in, too much not to leave you the way you are. And I believe God, God speaks to you, that he's telling you. And you, some of you, you know right now, yeah, this is the one, Pastor. That's the one. But you cannot be in denial to stop trying to live with the habit and start breaking that habit in the name of Jesus. Stop trying to permit it into your life, thinking that somehow you're going to become the new thing that God wants for you with the bad habit. It's not going to happen. And if you manipulate yourself to that place with the bad habit, it's only a matter of time till that bad habit consumes your purpose and your destiny and you don't live to your full redemptive potential. And God wants to break that in our lives. So we got to become this and we got to identify it. Here's what bad habits do. I love this verse. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 3 in the message translation. This is good. I'm going to let my wife read it because if anybody gets mad, they can... (laughs) Anyway, read this here. It's a good verse. Just read it. All right, I'll read it. (laughs) It's the word of God. (laughs) It's the word of God. All right, from the message. Message translation. Proverbs 19.3. This is is your verse of the year. Just kidding. Go. Here we go. People ruin their lives by their own stupidity. Let me just stop right there. No. (laughs) So why does God always get blamed? Come on, preach Bible, preach Holy Bible. Let me get some amens in the comments section. Let me get some real talk. Let me get some ouches. Let me get some oofs. Let me get oof, right? Come on. The Bible says people ruin their lives by their own stupidity. Why does God always get blamed? Boom. I think we can end the service right there. And every head bowed and every eye closed. Fill the altar, repent. Vamos a arrepentirnos. Come on, we're going to repent in Jesus' name. It's hilarious because the reality is God's like, why are you blaming me? And so often we blame God like, God, how come you didn't come through? And God's like, that won't me. That's because you keep doing the same old, you know, the Bible said, right? The same old dumb thing over and over thinking you're going to get a different result or a different year. You keep, you keep being argumentative. You keep going back to your ex. You keep hooking up with, with that. You keep, you know, trying to unequally yoke your life with unbelievers, yes. somehow thinking that you're going to find love in all the wrong places. Right, you right. keep going to that porno site. You keep going, trying to hook up to that person. You keep, and somehow you think that's going to fulfill you. You keep, you know, going back to that drug abuse. You keep being negative and somehow you think you're going to get more faith. God says you're ruining your own life. So we need to come to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm going to honor you and I'm going to obey you and I'm not going to ruin my own life. Can I get a good amen?
Amen. 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 So we don't want to, we want to make sure we don't do this because when you deny, we start to blame and we don't do that. So That's we right. want to make sure we do that in Jesus name. Okay. And what happens is, um, yeah, I'll go in this. We start to blame. So people say stuff like this. It happened since the garden. So it's not anything new is when, remember when Adam and Eve yeah. fell into sin and God was like, Adam, what happened? He's like, this woman you gave me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so it, it's, 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 we start to blame. So a lot of people say this to be like, well, I will stop being angry if they stop being negative. Mm-hmm. So we, we give permission to our bad habit right. because we put our deliverance on someone else's um, uh, obedience or someone else's behavior. Right. When I'm called to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, regardless of how the world acts, I'm going to be accountable to God for my response, my life, in my way. So we cannot give permission, you know, to something else, or we cannot expect our breakthrough to be in someone else. Go ahead, want to say something? I, I, you know, I, I love what you're saying, but, I mean, we're married. We've been married 16 going on 17 years this year. And how difficult it is, I mean, you're, it's really difficult to look at the splinter in our spouse's eye and ignore the plank in our own eye. It's, it, you know, with the blame finger and it's, it's, we hurt the ones and we, we blame the ones, a lot of times the ones that are closest to us. And honey, how, how have we as a married couple, you know, taken responsibility to grow in our marriage individually and together? I think it's important in, in helping to identify our own bad habits so that we can be unified together and grow together as a married couple. You know, I think you have to be committed to what I'm saying, the new thing. You know, you can't bring any, God can't do a new thing if you're still acting the old way, you know. And so often we, we crave the new thing, but somehow we think that it's just going to zap us. And we've got to begin to pray and say, God, show me what is hindering the new thing in my life. And, and, um, and it's, it's a process, you know. It really is because nothing will change until you change. It's just a real talk, you know. And uh, I know what some of you are thinking, yeah, but, but I would change if she changed, or I would change if he changed. And they, you're blaming it again. You're, you're putting your deliverance on someone else's behavior. And it's always going to be delayed. It's always, always going to be delayed, man. Your so, deliverance will always be delayed yeah. in a marriage, in a relationship. It will right. always be delayed. It'll always come to a halt. It'll, you'll always just put your hands up and give up. And nobody will move. Nobody will change if you're constantly saying, I won't change until they change. Or I can't change until they change. Change happens in you first and you pray for your spouse. If you're with a spouse and you're believing God that they have a bad habit, they have a bad addiction, listen, don't deny the power of prayer. Again, the 21 day fast, I can't push it enough. I wanna see things break in Jesus' name. I believe miracles are gonna happen in your marriage and in your children, your finances. Things happen when you fast and pray. And God also does something. He changes you from the inside out. Trust me, this 21 day fast, you won't end it the same way you walked into it. It's a great way to start your year. Amen. Last point, and then I'm out of your way here. But how do you break these habits, step into a new thing? Number three, write this down. Use biblical words. Mm -hmm. Use biblical words, not words how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I want to introduce you to biblical words. Would you do me a favor and put Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 on the screen? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13. I want you to turn your Bibles there. And I want to show you biblical words. This is how you break bad habits, is by using biblical words. 
Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible reads like this. It says, I try to do all things. That's not what it says. Come on, somebody. It says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible says this. So what Bible's telling us that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I want you to use biblical words. And the biblical word is I can do. It is an I can do attitude. So often people don't break the old them or the old, uh, old sinful nature is because they don't use biblical words. They use weak words. They use words like this. Okay, well, I'll try this year, pastor. Or this year, I think I might. Or I hope I do it. Or maybe if I get around to it. And let's see, those are weak words. You will never become who God has called you to become by using weak words. You got to use biblical words. Yeah. You got to get yourself yeah. right in this yeah. year in 22. Get your mentality and say, you know what? This is the year I can do all things. I will. I shall. In fact, I have to do it because I'm not going to spend another year with the same stronghold, the same sin, the same negativity, the same mindset. I can do all things not through my human spirit, but by the Holy Spirit and by what Jesus can do inside of our lives. Yes. Someone shout, I can. I say it again. Say, I can. I can. Do, all do all things through Christ, through Christ. who strengthens me. Honey, would you pray? Come on, pray. Worship team, come on yes, up here. Let's, yes. let's just pray. Go ahead. Lord, I just pray for everyone who is logged in right now. In everyone fact, who is watching, in. if you're watching, I'm going to interject real mm -hmm. quick. I want you to write, I can do all things mm -hmm. through Christ. Just write it down. Amen. I can do all things through Christ. Go yes, ahead. yes. For everyone who's leaning in, yes. logging in right now, I pray that as we enter into this new year, 2021, already with things happening around us in our earth and our world, Lord, that we look up to you. We look to you where our help comes from. Lord, you are the giver of life. You are our healer. You are our redeemer. You are the God Almighty. Lord, I pray that as we submit and commit our lives to you, that you reveal to us areas, dark areas, sinful areas, shameful areas, hurtful areas, that only you can come and touch and change and shed your light, your grace, your forgiveness and your love all over it. Lord, that we don't walk into 2021 with our head hung low. Oh, that the church will rise and stand with her head up high, knowing that she is loved, she is forgiven. She is called to go forward, to forget what is behind and to press on to what is forward. Lord, we press forward. We press forward eagerly, prayerfully. And as we fast and we pray this month, Lord, we ask God that these things fall off, God, that things that we thought were normal, you are going to awaken us, God, to a new normal. You are going to show us the new thing, the new season that you are coming to do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's worship. Go for it. Let's sing it out. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.